chapter three part one of the life of washington volume four by john marshall this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter three part one general washington devotes his time to rural pursuits to the duties of friendship and to institutions of public utility resolves of congress and of the legislature of virginia for erecting statues to his honor recommends improvement in inland navigation declines accepting a donation made to him by his native state the society of the cincinnati he is elected president the causes which led to a change of the government of the united states circular letter of general washington to the governors of the several states seventeen eighty three to seventeen eighty seven after retiring to private life general washington devotes his time to rural pursuits to the duties of friendship and to institutions of public utility when an individual long in possession of great power and almost unlimited influence retires from office with alacrity and resumes the character of a private citizen with pleasure the mind is gratified in contemplating the example of virtuous moderation and dwells upon it with approving satisfaction we look at man in his most estimable character and this view of him exalts our opinion of human nature such was the example exhibited by general washington to his country and to the world his deportment and his language equally attest that he returned with these feelings to the employments of private life in a letter to governor clinton written only three days after his arrival at mount vernon he says the scene is at length closed i feel myself eased of a load of public care and hope to spend the remainder of my days in cultivating the affections of good men and in the practice of the domestic virtues at length my dear marquis said he to his noble and highly valued friend lafayette i have become a private citizen on the banks of the potomac and under the shadow of my own vine and my own fig-tree free from the bustle of a camp and the busy scenes of public life i am solacing myself with those tranquil enjoyments of which the soldier who is ever in pursuit of fame the statesman whose watchful days and sleepless nights are spent in devising schemes to promote the welfare of his own perhaps the ruin of other countries as if this globe was insufficient for us all and the courtier who is always watching the countenance of his prince in the hope of catching a gracious smile can have very little conception i have not only retired from all public employments but am retiring within myself and shall be able to view the solitary walk and tread the paths of private life with heartfelt satisfaction envious of none i am determined to be pleased with all and this my dear friend being the order of my march i will move gently down the stream of life until i sleep with my fathers but a mind accustomed to labour for a nation's welfare does not immediately divest itself of ancient habits that custom of thinking on public affairs and that solicitude respecting them which belong to the patriot in office follow him into his retreat in a letter to general knox written soon after his resignation general washington 
thus expressed the feelings attendant upon this sudden transition from public to private pursuits i am just beginning to experience the ease and freedom from public cares which however desirable take some time to realize for as strange as it may seem it is nevertheless true that it was not until lately i could get the better of my usual custom of ruminating as soon as i woke in the morning on the business of the ensuing day and of my surprise at finding after revolving many things in my mind that i was no longer a public man or had anything to do with public transactions i feel now however as i conceive a wearied traveller must do who after treading many a painful step with a heavy burden on his shoulders is eased of the latter having reached the haven to which all the former were directed and from his housetop is looking back and tracing with an eager eye the meanders by which he escaped the quicksands and mires which lay in his way and into which none but the all-powerful guide and dispenser of human events could have prevented his falling for several months after arriving at mount vernon almost every day brought him the addresses of an affectionate and grateful people the glow of expression in which the high sense universally entertained of his services was conveyed manifested the warmth of feeling which animated the american bosom this unexampled tribute of voluntary applause paid by a whole people to an individual no longer in power made no impression on the unassuming modesty of his character and deportment the same firmness of mind the same steady and well-tempered judgment which had guided him through the most perilous seasons of the war still regulated his conduct and the enthusiastic applauses of an admiring nation served only to cherish sentiments of gratitude and to give greater activity to the desire still further to contribute to the general prosperity resolves of congress and of the legislature of virginia for erecting statues in honor of him it was not by addresses alone that his country manifested its attachment to him soon after peace was proclaimed congress unanimously passed a resolution for the erection of an equestrian statue of their general at the place which should be established for the residence of the government the legislature of virginia too at its first session after his resignation passed the following resolution resolved that the executive be requested to take measures for procuring a statue of general washington to be of the finest marble and best workmanship with the following inscription on its pedestal the general assembly of the commonwealth of virginia have caused this statue to be erected as a monument of affection and gratitude to george washington who uniting to the endowments of the hero the virtues of the patriot and exerting both in establishing the liberties of his country has rendered his name dear to his fellow-citizens and given the world an immortal example of true glory although the toils of general washington were no longer exhibited to the public eye his time continued to be usefully employed the judicious cultivation of the earth is justly placed among the most valuable sources of national prosperity and nothing could be more wretched than the general state of agriculture in america 
to its melioration by examples which might be followed and by the introduction of systems adapted to the soil the climate and to the situation of the people the energies of his active and intelligent mind were now in a great degree directed no improvement of the implements to be used on a farm no valuable experiments in husbandry escaped his attention his inquiries which were equally minute and comprehensive extended beyond the limits of his own country and he entered into a correspondence on this interesting subject with those foreigners who had been most distinguished for their additions to the stock of agricultural science the old senate chamber at annapolis maryland where washington resigned his commission the fate of the republic was in the hands of washington when he resigned his commission to congress then sitting at annapolis december twenty three seventeen eighty three and retired to private life had he so desired it is probable that he could have founded a monarchy sustained by his army instead as he wrote to lafayette shortly after his return to mount vernon i have not only retired from all public employments but am retiring within myself and shall be able to view the solitary walk and tread the paths of private life with heartfelt satisfaction envious of none i am determined to be pleased with all and this my dear friend being the order of my march i will move gently down the stream of life until i sleep with my fathers mingled with this favourite pursuit were the multiplied avocations resulting from the high office he had lately filled he was engaged in an extensive correspondence with the friends most dear to his heart the foreign and american officers who had served under him during the late war and with almost every conspicuous political personage of his own and with many of other countries literary men also were desirous of obtaining his approbation of their works and his attention was solicited to every production of american genius his countrymen who were about to travel were anxious to receive from the first citizen of this rising republic some testimonial of their worth and all those strangers of distinction who visited this newly created empire were ambitious of being presented to its founder among those who were drawn across the atlantic by curiosity and perhaps by a desire to observe the progress of the popular governments which were instituted in this new world was mrs macaulay graham by the principles contained in her history of the stuarts this lady had acquired much reputation in republican america and by all was received with marked attention for the sole purpose of paying her respects to a person whose fame had spread over europe she paid a visit to mount vernon and if her letters may be credited the exalted opinion she had formed of its proprietor was not diminished by a personal acquaintance with him to these occupations which were calculated to gratify an intelligent mind or which derived a value from the indulgence they afforded to the feelings of the heart others were unavoidably added in the composition of which no palatable ingredient was intermixed of these unwelcome intrusions upon his time general washington thus complained to an intimate military friend it is not my dear sir the letters of my friends which give me trouble 
or add aught to my perplexity i receive them with pleasure and pay as much attention to them as my avocations will permit it is references to old matters with which i have nothing to do applications which oftentimes cannot be complied with inquiries to satisfy which would employ the pen of a historian letters of compliment as unmeaning perhaps as they are troublesome but which must be attended to and the commonplace business which employ my pen and my time often disagreeably indeed these with company deprive me of exercise and unless i can obtain relief must be productive of disagreeable consequences already i begin to feel their effects heavy and painful oppressions of the head and other disagreeable sensations often trouble me i am determined therefore to employ some person who shall ease me of the drudgery of this business at any rate if the whole of it is thereby suspended i am determined to use exercise my private affairs also require infinitely more attention than i have given or can give them under present circumstances they can no longer be neglected without involving my ruin it was some time after the date of this letter before he could introduce into his family a young gentleman whose education and manners enabled him to fill the station of a private secretary and of a friend this multiplicity of private avocations could not entirely withdraw the mind of washington from objects tending to promote and secure the public happiness his resolution never again to appear in the busy scenes of political life though believed by himself and by his bosom friends to be unalterable could not render him indifferent to those measures on which the prosperity of his country essentially depended to a person looking beyond the present moment it was only necessary to glance over the map of the united states to be impressed with the importance of connecting the western with the eastern territory by facilitating the means of intercourse between them to this subject the attention of general washington had been directed in the early part of his life while the american states were yet british colonies he had obtained the passage of a bill for opening the potomac so as to render it navigable from tidewater to wills creek the river james had also been comprehended in this plan and he had triumphed so far over the opposition produced by local interests and prejudices that the business was in a train which promised success when the revolutionary war diverted the attention of its patrons and of all america from internal improvements to the still greater objects of liberty and independence as that war approached its termination subjects which for a time had yielded their pretensions to consideration reclaimed that place to which their real magnitude entitled them and internal navigation again attracted the attention of the wise and thinking part of society accustomed to contemplate america as his country and to consider with solicitude the interests of the whole washington now took a more enlarged view of the advantages to be derived from opening both the eastern and the western waters and for this as well as for other purposes after peace had been proclaimed he traversed the western parts of new england and new york 
i have lately said he in a letter to the marquis of chasseloux a nobleman in pursuit of literary as well as military fame made a tour through the lakes george and champlain as far as crown point then returning to schenectady i proceeded up the mohawk river to fort schuyler crossed over to wood creek which empties into the oneida lake and affords the water communication with ontario i then traversed the country to the head of the eastern branch of the susquehanna and viewed the lake oswego and the portage between that lake and the mohawk river at katnajohario prompted by these actual observations i could not help taking a more contemplative and extensive view of the vast inland navigation of these united states and could not but be struck with the immense diffusion and importance of it and with the goodness of that providence which has dealt his favours to us with so profuse a hand would to god we may have wisdom enough to improve them i shall not rest contented until i have explored the western country and traversed those lines or a great part of them which have given bounds to a new empire scarcely had he answered those spontaneous offerings of the heart which flowed in upon him from every part of a grateful nation when his views were once more seriously turned to this truly interesting subject its magnitude was also impressed on others and the value of obtaining the aid which his influence and active interference would afford to any exertions for giving this direction to the public mind and for securing the happy execution of the plan which might be devised was perceived by all those who attached to the great work its real importance a gentleman who had taken an expanded view of it concluded a letter to general washington containing a detailed statement of his ideas on the subject in these terms but a most powerful objection always arises to propositions of this kind it is that public undertakings are carelessly managed and much money spent to little purpose to obviate this objection is the purpose of my giving you the trouble of this discussion you have retired from public life you have weighed this determination and it would be impertinence in me to touch it but would the superintendence of this work break in too much on the sweets of retirement and repose if they would i stop here your future time and wishes are sacred in my eye if it would be only a dignified amusement to you what a monument of your retirement would it be it is one which would follow that of your public life and bespeak it the work of the same great hand i am confident that would you either alone or jointly with any persons you think proper be willing to direct this business it would remove the only objection the weight of which i apprehend recommends the opening and improving the inland navigation of the great rivers in virginia in the autumn of seventeen eighty four general washington made a tour as far west as pittsburgh after returning from which his first moments of leisure were devoted to the task of engaging his countrymen in a work which appeared to him to merit still more attention 
from its political than from its commercial influence on the union in a long and interesting letter to mr harrison then governor of virginia he detailed the advantages which might be derived from opening the great rivers the potomac and the james as high as should be practicable after stating with his accustomed exactness the distances and the difficulties to be surmounted in bringing the trade of the west to different points on the atlantic he expressed unequivocally the opinion that the rivers of virginia afforded a more convenient and a more direct course than could be found elsewhere for that rich and increasing commerce this was strongly urged as a motive for immediately commencing the work but the rivers of the atlantic constituted only a part of the great plan he contemplated he suggested the appointment of commissioners of integrity and abilities exempt from the suspicion of prejudice whose duty it should be after an accurate examination of the james and the potomac to search out the nearest and best portages between those waters and the streams capable of improvement which run into the ohio those streams were to be accurately surveyed the impediments to their navigation ascertained and their relative advantages examined the navigable waters west of the ohio towards the great lakes were also to be traced to their sources and those which empty into the lakes to be followed to their mouths these things being done and an accurate map of the whole presented to the public he was persuaded that reason would dictate what was right and proper for the execution of this latter part of his plan he had also much reliance on congress and in addition to the general advantages to be drawn from the measure he labored in his letters to the members of that body to establish the opinion that the surveys he recommended would add to the revenue by enhancing the value of the lands offered for sale nature he said had made such an ample display of her bounties in those regions that the more the country was explored the more it would rise in estimation the assent and cooperation of maryland being indispensable to the improvement of the potomac he was equally earnest in his endeavors to impress a conviction of its superior advantages on those individuals who possessed most influence in that state in doing so he detailed the measures which would unquestionably be adopted by new york and pennsylvania for acquiring the monopoly of the western commerce and the difficulty which would be found in diverting it from the channel it had once taken i am not he added for discouraging the exertions of any state to draw the commerce of the western country to its seaports the more communications we open to it the closer we bind that rising world for indeed it may be so called to our interests and the greater strength shall we acquire by it those to whom nature affords the best communication will if they are wise enjoy the greatest share of the trade all i would be understood to mean therefore is that the gifts of providence may not be neglected but the light in which this subject would be viewed with most interest and which gave to it most importance was its political influence on the union i need not remark to you sir said he in his letter to the governor of virginia that the flanks and rear of the united states are possessed by other powers and formidable ones too 
need i press the necessity of applying the cement of interest to bind all parts of the union together by indissoluble bonds especially of binding that part of it which lies immediately west of us to the middle states for what ties let me ask should we have upon those people how entirely unconnected with them shall we be and what troubles may we not apprehend if the spaniards on their right and great britain on their left instead of throwing impediments in their way as they now do should hold out lures for their trade and alliance when they get strength which will be sooner than most people conceive what will be the consequence of their having formed close commercial connections with both or either of those powers it needs not in my opinion the gift of prophecy to foretell this idea was enlarged and pressed with much earnestness in his letters to several members of congress the letter to the governor was communicated to the assembly of virginia and the internal improvements it recommended were zealously supported by the wisest members of that body while the subject remained undecided general washington accompanied by the marquis de lafayette who had crossed the atlantic and had devoted a part of his time to the delights of an enthusiastic friendship paid a visit to the capital of the state never was reception more cordial or more demonstrative of respect and affection than was given to these beloved personages but amidst the display of addresses and of entertainments which were produced by the occasion the great business of internal improvements was not forgotten and the ardour of the moment was seized to conquer those objections to the plan which yet lingered in the bosoms of members who could perceive in it no future advantages to compensate for the present expense an exact conformity between the acts of virginia and of maryland being indispensable to the improvement of the potomac the friends of the measure deemed it advisable to avail themselves of the same influence with the latter state which had been successfully employed with the former and a resolution was passed soon after the return of general washington to mount vernon requesting him to attend the legislature of maryland in order to agree on a bill which might receive the sanction of both states this agreement being happily completed the bills were enacted which formed the first essay towards connecting the navigation of the eastern with the western waters of the united states these acts were succeeded by one which conveys the liberal wishes of the legislature with a delicacy scarcely less honourable to its framers than to him who was its object the treasurer had been instructed to subscribe in behalf of the state for a specified number of shares in each company just at the close of the session when no refusal of their offer could be communicated to them a bill was suddenly brought in which received the unanimous assent of both houses authorizing the treasurer to subscribe for the benefit of general washington the same number of shares in each company as were to be taken for the state a preamble was prefixed to the enacting clause of this bill in which its greatest value consisted with simple elegance it conveyed the sentiment that in seizing this occasion to make a donation which would in some degree testify their sense 
of the merits of their most favoured and most illustrious citizen the donors would themselves be the obliged however delightful might be the sensations produced by this delicate and flattering testimony of the affection of his fellow-citizens it was not without its embarrassments from his early resolution to receive no pecuniary compensation for his services he could not permit himself to depart and yet this mark of the gratitude and attachment of his country could not easily be rejected without furnishing occasion for sentiments he was unwilling to excite to the friend who conveyed to him the first intelligence of this bill his difficulties were thus expressed he declines accepting a donation made to him by his native state it is not easy for me to decide by which my mind was most affected upon the receipt of your letter of the sixth instant surprise or gratitude both were greater than i had words to express the attention and good wishes which the assembly has evidenced by their act for vesting in me one hundred and fifty shares in the navigation of the rivers potomac and james is more than mere compliment there is an unequivocal and substantial meaning annexed but believe me sir no circumstance has happened since i left the walks of public life which has so much embarrassed me on the one hand i consider this act as i have already observed as a noble and unequivocal proof of the good opinion the affection and disposition of my country to serve me and i should be hurt if by declining the acceptance of it my refusal should be construed into disrespect or the smallest slight upon the generous intention of the legislature or that an ostentatious display of disinterestedness or public virtue was the source of refusal on the other hand it is really my wish to have my mind and my actions which are the result of reflection as free and independent as the air that i may be more at liberty in things which my opportunities and experience have brought me to the knowledge of to express my sentiments and if necessary to suggest what may occur to me under the fullest conviction that although my judgment may be arraigned there will be no suspicion that sinister motives had the smallest influence in the suggestion not content then with the bare consciousness of my having in all this navigation business acted upon the clearest conviction of the political importance of the measure i would wish that every individual who may hear that it was a favourite plan of mine may know also that i had no other motive for promoting it than the advantage of which i conceived it would be productive to the union at large and to the state in particular by cementing the eastern and western territory together at the same time that it will give vigour and increase to our commerce and be a convenience to our citizens at length he determined in the same letter which should convey his resolution not to retain the shares for his private emolument to signify his willingness to hold them in trust for such public institution as the legislature should approve the following letter conveyed this resolution to the general assembly through the governor of the state october seventeen eighty five 
sir your excellency having been pleased to transmit me a copy of the act appropriating to my benefit certain shares in the companies for opening the navigation of james and potomac rivers i take the liberty of returning to the general assembly through your hands the profound and grateful acknowledgments inspired by so signal a mark of their beneficent intentions towards me i beg you sir to assure them that i am filled on this occasion with every sentiment which can flow from a heart warm with love for my country sensible to every token of its approbation and affection and solicitous to testify in every instance a respectful submission to its wishes with these sentiments in my bosom i need not dwell on the anxiety i feel in being obliged in this instance to decline a favour which is rendered no less flattering by the manner in which it is conveyed than it is affectionate in itself in explaining this i pass over a comparison of my endeavours in the public service with the many honourable testimonies of approbation which have already so far overrated and overpaid them reciting one consideration only which supersedes the necessity of recurring to every other when i was first called to the station with which i was honoured during the late conflict for our liberties to the diffidence which i had so many reasons to feel in accepting it i thought it my duty to join a firm resolution to shut my hand against every pecuniary recompense to this resolution i have invariably adhered and from it if i had the inclination i do not consider myself at liberty now to depart whilst i repeat therefore my fervent acknowledgments to the legislature for their very kind sentiments and intentions in my favour and at the same time beg them to be persuaded that a remembrance of this singular proof of their goodness towards me will never cease to cherish returns of the warmest affection and gratitude i must pray that their act so far as it has for its object my personal emolument may not have its effect but if it should please the general assembly to permit me to turn the destination of the fund vested in me from my private emolument to objects of a public nature it will be my study in selecting these to prove the sincerity of my gratitude for the honour conferred upon me by preferring such as may appear most subservient to the enlightened and patriotic views of the legislature the wish suggested in this letter immediately received the sanction of the legislature and at a subsequent time the trust was executed by conveying the shares respectively to the use of a seminary of learning established in the vicinity of each river general washington felt too strong an interest in the success of these works to refuse the presidency of the companies instituted for their completion in conducting the affairs of the potomac company he took an active part to that formed for opening the navigation of the james he could only give his counsel these were not the only institutions which occasionally drew the farmer of mount vernon from his retreat and continued him in the public view the sentiments with which the officers of the american army contemplated a final separation from each other will be comprehended by all who are conversant with the finest feelings of the human heart companions in virtuous suffering 
in danger and in glory attached to each other by common exertions made in a severe struggle for the attainment of a common object they felt that to part for ever was a calamity too afflicting to be supported the means of perpetuating those friendships which had been formed and of renewing that endearing social intercourse which had taken place in camp were universally desired perhaps too that esprit du corps which identifying the individual with the community transfers to the aggregate of the society a portion of that self-love which is felt by every private person and which inspires in the members with a repugnance to the dissolution of the political not unlike in effect to that which is excited at the dissolution of the natural body was not without its influence in suggesting some expedient which might preserve the memory of the army while it cheered the officers who were on the point of separating with the hope that the separation would not be eternal that at distant intervals they might still communicate with each other that the bonds by which they were connected would not be totally dissolved and that for many beneficial purposes the patriots of the american army would still form one great society End of chapter three part one